Hey, welcome back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Happy to let you know that Coffee Shop Conversations can now also be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and soon to be on Stitcher. Just search for Oregon Music News when you get there, and it's downloadable, too. Today, Amy Maxwell pays a return visit to the coffee shop. She was one of our first visitors a couple of years ago, and a lot has changed for her since then. She was one of the founders of Ticket Tomato, which is celebrating its 10th anniversary. She started it with her then-husband, Patrick Lamb, and that's the last time we'll mention it. She's been on every side of the musical equation and is getting ready to launch a new concert promotion company while she continues to expand Ticket Tomato. She's a sharp cookie, and anyone who's ever known her can attest to that. Let's catch up with Amy Maxwell. How about it? Welcome back to the cupping room. Thank you. I'm you glad were to be back. You one of our originals. Yes, I was. And uh, I was very happy to ask you back. Well, you thank know, you for uh, having me. We had a good time the first time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now we've done over 100 of these. Good. Yay. Amazing. So glad to hear. I know. Amazing. Unbelievable. I don't know how that happened. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know a lot of people. <laughs> I do know a lot of people. <laughs> You're a fabric in our music scene. (laughs) I'm kind of threadbare. Yeah. (laughs) um, So uh, yeah, um, you've you've uh, you've had a kind of a career change going on, but except Mm -hmm. that you still are running Ticket Tomato. I am still running Ticket Tomato. Good for you. Thank you. Yes, and actually May first was our 10-year anniversary of being in business. Yeah, and it's 10 years with the Waterfront Blues Festival. And we've grown with the festival over the 10 years, and now the festival is a fully ticketed event. Yeah. And uh, we've been a part of that transition. So it's been, it's that's a really, you know, proud moment with all of that. Well, you should be. Anything that lasts that long. I know, in right? In the music business. <laughs> and so on the internet. And on the internet. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're eight years in, mm-hmm. and we're, we're not what we used to be, but we're, we're hanging in there. We st- we're still putting up... 10 or 12 new stories a week and yeah. proud of what we do. And yeah. I remember some of our first meetings oh, oh, when we, yes. were, we were both yes, starting out. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. With that person. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said anything bad about her in public. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> it, well, it all started with good intentions, all of it. That's so, very true. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. true. And, uh, and uh, we still have good intentions. Yes. We do. Yes. I think we both do. Yes. Yeah. We that, believe that, in supporting the music scene. very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. important. Um, and so, uh, what's new with Ticket Tomato? Oh, wow. Well, um, we are, well, like I said, we're, you know, going into our second year with mm-hmm. Waterfront Blues Festival where it's an all-ticketed event. Yeah. So, uh, we're expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I have taken over uh, kind of sole custody of the company, we shall say, okay. um, over the last year, uh, really going into a national push and expanding. Uh, we already do stuff in Oregon, Washington, California. We've got a couple of places on the East Coast um, that we've you know done ticketing for, and it's our intention to, to really expand that and... Um, you know, branch out more nationally, especially in the blues festival market, just because we, Uh 
understand that consumer yeah and we understand how those festivals operate mm-hmm. you know everything from a 2000 person you know festival up to like waterfront which is you know the largest blues fest west of the mississippi it is. so mhm yeah so we're excited to see where it's going to go i'm really excited to see where it's going to go i i bet are there a lot of festivals I mean, I, I'm, I'm, that's a stupid question. Oh. I'm assuming there are, but or RC wouldn't do it. But. Yeah, yeah, there are. I mean, there there are all different kinds of festivals yeah. all over. Um, you know, uh, there's. I mean, even so, you look at the city of San Diego. They have the San Diego Blues Festival, which has about five thousand people attend. Mm-hmm. So it's not a. It, it's real comparable to Winthrop, um, which mm-hmm. is in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, in size and scope, but yeah, there's a lot of blues festivals all over. I mean, it's and and people in the blues festival market travel. Yeah. They'll they'll fly. They'll do destination stuff. They'll mm-hmm. go in their RVs. They'll camp. Mm-hmm. They'll you know we do Mount Baker, uh, Winthrop Gorge Blues and Brews and uh, Waterfront, and consistently we see a lot of the same people. Um, at those festivals and we've developed relationships with some of them so we you know personally talk to them they come up and say hi to us and uh-huh. you know our whole team when we're working so yeah it's uh it's definitely we have a constituency that loves to bring their rvs up for waterfront from uh, sacramento uh-huh and uh, they have since kind of ventured on through talking with us to trying out some of the others like Winthrop and Gorge Blues and Brews and, and Mount Baker. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's a real community mm-hmm. and we love it. What is it that you have to offer these festivals that, that, that they don't have? Well, one of the things that sets us apart as a company mm-hmm. and part of where I wanted to expand on it since I've you know, taken over uh, solely with Ticket Tomato is uh, the uh, on-site box office management the um, and the human factor. So you have technology, you build a website, you sell tickets, mm-hmm. you know, you have your uh, technology to, you know, check people in and all of that. But the component that goes with that is the person on the other end using the computer or Mm -hmm. the person on the other end coming to the festival and we're the first point of contact Mm -hmm. whether they come up and they have an issue and they need to talk to us at the box office or they're you know turning their ticket in to get their wristband or whatever and so that kind of starts their whole experience and so there's a real value there and because I have 20 plus years of event producing and background in the industry and music industry and things uh, I understand that piece Uh, I also understand things like ingress egress um, that's important the security piece you know how people um, integrate once they get into the festival I mean all of this stuff is important to understand and so one of our things as a ticketing company is we want to integrate and partner with our um our clients Mm -hmm. so that we can help them put on the best festival possible and a lot of promoters don't want to have to focus on the box office piece so we can come in and provide that service to a very large degree or even you know to just a small kind of consulting degree but Mm -hmm. our intention is for them to be successful the more successful they are the more successful we are so it's more of a partnership and Mm -hmm. we want long-term relationships like what we've had with waterfront blues yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. boy that's <laughs> it, it certainly is a grind 
It is, but it's a fun grind. It is a fun (laughs) grind. And hanging out at the Zydeco stage, listening to some of the bands and having a few minutes of, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. We actually are my entire crew. I have about 10 to 12 people that come and work the festival, um, with me and ticket tomato. We're, our name is team tomato. So we run around uh, the festival and you've seen us there. Um, we, we love jumping in on occasion and, Mm -hmm. and hanging out at the Louisiana pavilion or, you know, dancing around with the people waiting for the cruise, you know, to one of the cruises to occur or, I mean, it's just, it's fun. So even though it's hard work, it is hard work. We still really enjoy it. And since we've had a booth in the Louisiana Pavilion for eight years. I know, you have. We have heard everything <laughs> on that stage. There's yes. hardly anything uh-huh. we have not heard. That, the back porch stage is actually my favorite stage. Oh, it's fun. I know, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the dancers are yeah. fabulous to yeah, watch. Yeah. And yeah, it's, fun. it's fantastic. All those cast from, from Louisiana mm-hmm. and, and Baton Rouge and Lafayette come up and mm-hmm. all the Cajun stuff and then Bill Rhodes with the harmonica blow oh, off every it. year and, and yes, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yes, it's, good. it's one of my favorite stages. I do get a, a, a I, I do get a break because I do have to go hear other things. But yes, I, I get mm-hmm. I get a break when I when I go uh, introduce I go MC stuff. Oh yeah, which I love. Yes, because as you may know, I have never met never met a mic I didn't like. No. <laughs> And you do a fantastic job. Well, I do like it. I do enjoy it. There's a trick to it. No, there is. Yeah, Yeah, there is. And you also get to meet some really amazing people. A lot of funny things happen. Mm -hmm. I remember I introduced Carl Denson one time, Mm -hmm. and I I start my intro, and he walks over to me just just as I start, and he goes, gets in my ear and says, I want you to say, and now black by popular demand. I sort of nod my head, and oh. I did not say that. <laughs> what I said was, and Carl wants me to tell you that. that yeah. <laughs> and now, black by popular demand. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I love Carl Denson. I know. Like there's that. And there's a lot of fun stories like that that yeah. happen at the yeah. festival, yeah. the behind yeah. the scenes. We're going to bring back the story this year of about the guy who, who wrecked the B3 just before... Um, uh, Booker T was going to play. You remember I that story? remember that. Oh man, I, I totally remember that. The, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Bill Phillips, who's the nicest, sweetest guy on earth, was ready to cold cock the guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which Booker T um, is going to be there again? Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what and he's one of my favorite performers. Yeah. I yeah. love watching, especially when I've had a chance to see him at the after hour shows at the Marriott. Yeah. Because I can get up close and personal and really see him perform and it's unbelievable i remember one year um i did a little video thing with him you know while just around he was doing a sound check Mm -hmm. uh around the time duck don had passed away oh wow and he was wonderful he was just so Mm -hmm. you know heartfelt and Mm -hmm. uh, it was great great talking to him yeah, yeah, he's a he's a neat person. Yeah. He, he makes that B three levitate. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there are so many memories from the blues festival over these years. You know, I mean, I got to interview Alan Tucson. Mm-hmm. You know, six months before he died. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and um, I got to hang out with Isaac Hayes up on whoa. stage. Yes, whoa. yeah. <laughs> That was really great. And his manager, her name was Amy. Uh And so I thought she was super cool. Uh 
Um, and she actually was really cool. Uh-huh. And it was, yeah, that was one of, you know, because not too long after that, he passed away. Yeah. So Black Moses. I know. Black I know. Moses. And watching him perform up yeah. on stage, sitting there yeah. super close was really yeah. amazing. Yeah. And Solomon so. Burke with the, uh, with the crown and the, and, and the, oh, and the throne. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Bobby Rush and oh, his performers. And the huge underwear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I bring that picture back every year. <laughs> <laughs> Great pictures of him holding up the big. Yeah, big, well, big and then drink. you have Sharon Jones, who yes. has, you know, oh, I mean, that, that, year that, that she, was that she unbelievable. Liv Warfield yep. and Mary mm-hmm. Sue Tobin, and I forget who else came yeah. up on stage. On with, stage with her. to yeah. perform with yeah. her, yeah, yeah, I know, and you know, now she's no longer with us. So right. yeah, I mean, right. there's all these memories that just yeah. are unbelievably yeah. amazing. And who who would have, who would have thought that you know, six or seven or eight years later, Liv Warfield, you know, goes out tours with Prince and has a, a, a great album that, mm-hmm. that he, he helped produce. And well, and now she's with Nancy Wilson. Yes, yes, I know. I know she's, Road Case she's, Royale. She's, I think mm-hmm. she's coming to town this month. She's promised to come in here because she and mm-hmm. I go. I did the first story on her. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. When she yeah. released her CD at Jimmy Max. Oh no! Before that. Oh, before that. Well, she was singing with Joey Porter. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, uh, well, they sang at Jimmy Max. Yeah. 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 Silky. They called themselves yep. Silky, and that mm-hmm. was when that was when Liv was like the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she, her, she still had a great voice. She still wrote the great songs, but she would sit on stage on a on a, a bar stool in a running outfit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then she met Gretchen Mitchell. Yeah, and yeah. Well, you know how she met Gretchen oh. through the Ray Charles oh, tribute. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we brought her on for that, and yeah. that was, uh, I mean, that was a blessing, you know, yeah. having her because one of our yeah. female vocalists moved to Louisiana, uh-huh. and so we, you know, decided that. Um, uh, you know, we needed someone else and everybody had been talking about her and yeah. Linda Hornbuckle was the main one who recommended right. her and yeah. Um, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, she so. got with Linda very early when she was just singing karaoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. she would go sit in with Linda at the candlelight. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's, she has a, Liv has a special place in my heart. Oh, so me too. love me her too. dearly. Oh, we've, we've, done interviews and cried mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she's uh, a beautiful person one gr- one uh, uh, one great story about her and Gretchen was that Gretchen gave her the outfit that she wore on Jay Leno the first time she appeared on national TV with Prince I did not know that and so she took it up to New York right uh-huh. and she put it on for him and he just went you keep that Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. Well, both she and Gretchen have a a fashion thing that they've always had. And when we were doing the Ray show, it was really fun because they would come up with some fun ideas and have different outfits that were, you know, somewhat period in style and, and things. And, yeah, I think the best was when we went to New Orleans and... And uh, they both, you know, went for that show. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So yeah. I still play um, the tune she did with Paul DeLay on my radio show. And that was one of Paul's last yes. recordings. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, that yeah. is – I remember that when we recorded that in the studio. Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, it was uh, pretty special. Mm-hmm. Well, everything he did was pretty special. I know, yeah, yeah, well, and Linda and Janice, I mean, they, uh, yeah. they, yeah. uh, Janice did that beautiful intro to, um, Georgia, 
Uh, yes. And it, that was something that she came up with on the spot. Everything right she there. did was beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, yeah, I miss them. Miss yeah. them a lot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I remember when we first when I first started doing these things, mm-hmm. coffee shop conversations. I had Reggie Houston in here. Yeah, and he came in, and he just he sat down and said, "I'm just being now being able to breathe." Mm-hmm. This was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, can I turn this on?" He goes, "Yes." Yeah. So I turned this on and turned the recorder on, and he just said, "It just all came out about Janice." Mm-hmm. And how she was a spiritual advisor and mm-hmm. stuff they were working on together. And man, the loss is still, still felt very heavily in this town. Oh, huge. Well, yeah. Yeah. you know, they just had the Jimmy Max celebration. Yes. And yeah. Um, yeah. I attended. And, yeah, you know, Jimmy's over the course of my career has right. been a very instrumental in both from a producing standpoint as well as, you know, being a longtime, you know, ticket uh-huh. client and things. Um, and they, it, it was a beautifully produced uh, show, yeah. and they did a yeah. really good job. And, um, and yes, we saw each other there, and yes. that was great. <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments, though, was uh, when they uh, were reflecting on the moment with Linda Hornbuckle at the oh, club. Yeah. And it was her love for Linda, and she yeah. came down and uh, sang, and it was a surprise to everybody. And um, it was it was one of the most amazing moments that I I can remember experiencing there. Yeah. And it, it all it was all about love. And yep. so LaRonda at the uh, tribute uh, to Jimmy uh, recreated that with the group, yeah. and and it was pretty special. So. Oh boy! I know. <laughs> Jeez. No, we've lost a lot of really great people. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we still have a lot of great people. We have we fantastic do. people and a you know, fabulous community here. Yeah. One yeah. of the things that's happened in the past year that it's been so good to see is that Andy Stokes is finally getting recognition. Uh, yes, I am so proud of him. Yes. I am so proud I mean, of him. This album is getting a mm-hmm. lot of play. You know, uh, mm-hmm. all, every you know, across the nation, he's getting mm-hmm. gigs on the you know all mm-hmm. over the country and. I know and and he, was at, he was at the candlelight for 13 years. I, yes, I know this. And Andy and I, again, Andy yeah. was in the Ray show. Of course. And he and I would have a lot of really long conversations. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was conversations of, yeah, you, you can do this. Yeah. You, you can do this. Go for it. And I'm really happy to see him, you know, doing that. And he... he completely deserves the recognition yeah, yeah. So. i'll never forget and I'm, I'll, I'll i'll say this you don't have to you don't have to chime in if you don't want to and i understand mm-hmm. when curtis salgado got up in front of the cascade blues association at the muddy awards three years ago mm-hmm. and just gave him all kinds of shit for mm-hmm. not recognizing people like andy Stokes, yeah. not yeah. getting out and they didn't like it mm-hmm. i liked it mm-hmm. and then finally you know the next year they get andy stokes gets a muddy well thank you <laughs> I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah. you're getting you're getting back into into the production end too, right? I am. Yes, what are you doing? I am starting my own uh, music production company. Ah. Uh, well, music and event production uh-huh. uh, is something that I've done forever. Sure. Uh, and I'm really excited to see where that's going to go. You know, just in the having a lot of transition over the last year. I mean, music and and performance and production are in my blood. Uh huh. 
And so um, I, you know, kind of tabled it as my transitions were happening yeah. and, and wanting to kind of focus on Ticket Tomato and get that into a good, you know, position. And now I'm in a place where I'm going to expand upon this and I'm uh, talking with various people about collaborations and, uh-huh. you know, potential, you know, shows and fun things that we can do together. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm excited to get back into it. Do you have a name for it yet? It's so funny you should ask that. (laughs) There was a whole brainstorming session this last weekend about that. I have about four or five that we're kind of toying with, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. We're going to make it fun. When do you think that might get off the ground? Uh, I'm hoping uh, sometime probably around September. Yeah. Yeah, is it. yeah. I mean, I'm I have a busy summer season, you mm-hmm. know, with Ticket Tomato, yeah, right. so I'm going to focus on that and then kind of kick off the last, you know, part of the year, um, kind of getting that into place and then really going into high gear in January. So, wow. mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of things are you looking at? Without um, naming names. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, uh, destination events. Um, and I, I have some partners. I, I work with some uh, woman up in Seattle. We produce in concert for cancer uh-huh. and have done that in San Diego and Seattle. Uh, uh-huh. We're looking at, you know, possibly taking that a couple of other places, um, different locations. So having it in, in different locales and teaming up with different cancer research uh-huh. groups and certain areas. Uh, one of my favorite shows was we did a show with uh, um, the Family Stone, huh. and we did it on the top of the aircraft carrier, the U.S. Midway, Jeez. in the Bay of uh, San wow. Diego. Yeah, um, it was unbelievable, and it it was a super fun night. And so it's it's fun stuff like that. And so she and I are looking at collaborating some more on you know some more destination type uh-huh. events, some things up in the Seattle area. Were some of the original players on, on that on that gig? All of them were, except for uh, Sly. You mean Larry Graham was mm-hmm. there? My name is yeah. Larry Graham. Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> and and it was it was really it was fun sitting and talking yeah. with them about all of the. Well, there's a um, guy. Larry Graham never got his due. No, ever. You know, yeah. people think Stanley Clark invented that kind of play, mm-hmm. bass playing. Meanwhile, let's go back to let's go mm-hmm. back let's go back to Larry Graham. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was it was really um yeah, it was really fun, you know, cuz they shared a lot of the the background and how mm-hmm. the band started wow. and and the dynamics between all of them and you know, different interactions they had yeah. with other musicians and along Sly the way. just got paid. I know. Did you see that? I did see that. Jeez. Yes. I did see that. I know. Talk I guess he won't have to live it. in the RV anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah well he he's a little quirky so maybe he will quirky. still want to did live in the that, RV. Did you ever see that documentary? <laughs> Those two guys from from Europe. No, I haven't. Oh my god, that was so weird. These two guys from Europe, big Sly and the Family Stones. The, the the point of the documentary was their quest to find Sly, and they found him, mm-hmm. and they even shot an interview, and it was like. We didn't know what to ask him. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he was goofy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, it was funny because like, you know, they spent two-thirds of the documentary on this search for Sly, and mm-hmm. then they found him and they didn't know what to do with him. Very funny. <laughs> that's that's, was very that's funny. great. Yeah. I'll have to check that I'd one like out. I'd like to see that again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I'm talking with various people here in the Portland area, uh-huh. you know, about doing some things. And I think you may know, um, but, you know, 
chari- the charity aspect is also a big part of who I am. Always, so yeah. yeah, I've done a lot with various charities over the years. So there's, you know, some exploration there with, mm-hmm. you know, producing some shows to benefit some, some charities. And, uh, and I'm very involved with the Oregon Military Museum Project. I'm one of the founders of that. Um, and I'm currently working on that project with my good friend what is that? Tommy Thayer who's the lead guitarist from KISS. Uh-huh. Uh, he, um, it's, the, it's a military museum that's being built in Clackamas. Really? and uh uh-huh. wow. And it showcases all the branches of military uh, for Oregon from the very beginning to current times. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's the armory that was used out at Camp Withacom that's being renovated and retrofitted. Uh-huh. Uh, because a new facility was uh, built yeah. a few years back. And it's being named after Tommy's dad, mm-hmm. Brigadier General James B. Thayer. Uh-huh. And so we've had some epic uh, gala events with <laughs> this last one that we did. We had uh-huh. a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band with Danny Seraphine, Robbie Krieger, um, Alice Cooper, Jeez. Tommy. And then, of course... Um, uh, Kiss ended the whole night uh, <laughs> because they came and they decided that they wanted to, you know, perform and participate too. So it was kind of an epic rock and roll wow. evening up close yeah. and personal with 160 people. Jeez. Yeah. But do you have a military background yourself? Uh, well, I have it in my family. Uh-huh. Uh, my grandfather was a uh, fighter pilot. Really? Uh-huh. In World War Two, And he it was towards the end, so he did mostly rescue and recovery versus actual battle. Yeah. Uh, and my dad was in the Army. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I became involved in this, it was because of, you know, Tommy. Yeah. And he, you know, and I discovered more about my family's history because I became curious and things and one of the things that I really understand is that it's something that I think a lot of us take for granted I even did yeah and these people really need to be recognized and honored Mm -hmm. and um, they're inspirational people Mm -hmm. and these stories that I come across are just unbelievable and a lot of why we have what it is we have today is because these people that have gone out right. and put their lives on the line yeah. you know for our country yeah. and I think that it's important to recognize them whether they're living or not and I mean I think it's just as important to to recognize the people who go into battle and come back and integrate back into society mm-hmm. uh, one of the um uh, awards that we just gave at our gala was the Distinguished Military Civilian Award. Mm-hmm. And we gave it to Bill Bowerman because Bill Bowerman was um, part of the 10th Mountain Division. And part of why he was such an amazing track coach and helped do what he did with Nike was because he had this amazing military background. And he was one of those people that went and served his country and then came back in and, you know, influenced it in a major way mm-hmm. and so and, and a lot of people don't know that they don't know that he had this military background yeah. and and yeah. fought and wow. yeah so it's 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 important for us to to recognize that and so i feel you know proud is, to be a part of it is there a target date for getting that open 
uh, late 2018 wow. is the yeah. is the target. Yeah, it's a 20 million dollar project. People can donate uh, on our website, and we have different things going on right now. We have a signature bottle of wine that's a partnership between Stoller and Zoo Pants. It's launching Memorial Day, uh-huh. and so we get a percentage of proceeds from both um, groups. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to take you know, the entire community and all of us to help make this, you know, happen and to continue on into the future. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. How many hours a day do you work? (laughs) (laughs) Way too much. (laughs) I just am excited about life. I mean, I, I really, how many hours a day do you work? Um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Thank ever you. stop working? Um, it's hard for me to. Right. My friends well, no, I mean, talk. I, yeah, me, I no, understand. I know. <laughs> My friends talk a lot about this. Yeah. That you know they have to kind of push on me yeah. to to get out and to you know kind of do things outside of, of yeah. working but um but yeah I just I'm passionate about it all. Yeah. I mean I I love it. It it doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah. It, it, well, it's fun. Well, that's that's what's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, you know, like somebody will say to me, "Why don't you go hear some music?" Well, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard for me to go out and hear some music and not think I'm working. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. Mm-hmm. No, I go to events and uh-huh. go as an attendee, and yeah. it's funny because people walk up to me and ask me questions yeah. about. <laughs> Where the bathrooms are? Like you're in how, yeah. I how how yeah. is the auction well, working? You always, you or do look you know like you're where? No, I know. Yeah. And but the crazy thing is, is I know the answers to all of it, and so I just tell them, <laughs> even though I'm not working. <laughs> Same thing happens with me. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, it's it's in our blood. So yeah, I don't mind. That's funny. <laughs> the thing is that, that that it's it's hard for me sometimes though because if I show up someplace. I don't want people thinking that I'm there to judge them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. what people think, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't really do that. And we've, Oregon Music News has never done that. Mm-hmm. We, we wrote one bad review because if, 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 if my philosophy has always been, if I think it sucks, we won't cover it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. bottom line, mm-hmm. except I wrote one bad review mm-hmm. and the guy would never let me forget it <laughs> until he, he came out with a new album and I gave it to another writer. Yeah. And he gave it a good review. And so yeah. like, finally it was like, uh, yeah. except I did write one, uh, that it was something that I, I had been, it had been on my mind for a long, long time since before I moved here and I was a wedding and party DJ and I was forced to play Ace of Bass. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> it's a Beautiful Life was the name of the tune. Wow. And it's the, one of the worst things ever. And I, I and, and we were, for a while there, we were doing, uh, on Throwback Thursdays, we, we would do a Throwback Thursday yeah. um, uh, video or what, something yeah. whatever. And, um, and I wrote this piece, and I hadn't been able to write, I hadn't written anything funny for a long time, which yeah. really was bothering me. So mm-hmm. I got it all out. I just Good got it for all you. Out. You took it out on Ace of Bits. <laughs> I wrote this hilarious piece mm-hmm. about about how bad it was and how much I hated it, and, mm-hmm. and so you know. 
And that was it. I mean, well, we just don't do that stuff. Hopefully, uh, Ace of Base didn't contact you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they had. Actually, wish they had. I could give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> What's left of it? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, great. you know, because we've always been positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Well, that, I think that that's I think that's important. I mean, there's a time yeah. for constructive criticism, right. and in everybody's right. career, it's important. And yes. I think that I think that it's helpful. I mean, I've had to do that with yeah. with artists that have you know come to me, you, you know, wanting to look at what they were doing and how they're presenting themselves. That's yeah, different. and it's um and and so it it is, and it's a, a little bit of that, but it has to be balanced. Yeah, you know it can't yeah. just be all negative or all. Yeah, I mean there there was a time of di- there was a time when there were a lot of really serious music critics out there. Mm-hmm. But everybody's a music critic. Everybody, anybody can anybody who can type, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, is 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 a music critic. And so it's it's so has been very devalued. I mean there are people like Bob Ham, mm-hmm. who should everybody should respect. He's one of the best music journalists in the world. Mm-hmm. You know. But there's like a million other guys mm-hmm. out there who just like have, have, have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, and you used to be able to get paid for it. <laughs> I remember. I I remember those music critics because yeah. I used to yeah. send them yeah. material. Right. You right. know, for yeah. review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I know. There was it was very structured yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, uh, remember Lisa Lapine? I do. Was oh. the best. Yes. You know, first of all, she knew every writer. Yes. She knew their strengths and their weaknesses, what yeah. they liked and didn't like. Yeah. And she would send you a pitch, and she knew what the story was. Yeah. You know, what was the and, and and it was it was wonderful. Yeah. You know, and when 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 I talked, I, I had a I didn't have a consultation, but I had a conversation with a musician not long ago, and and, and I started to tell him. You know, I still get 50 or 60 emails a day from promoters mm-hmm. and, and PR people who don't know what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Lisa always knew what I needed. Lisa was very good at what she did. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel really privileged to have called her my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we and were very close. Yeah, yeah, she was she was really special, and yeah. she's another one that you know another is one, right. yeah. someone that yeah. that we lost. Yeah, you know, it was interesting because she used to do her card readings. I don't know if yes, she ever did that course. for you. I always made fun of her for that, yeah. but it was okay. So, <laughs> the fascinating thing with that is that she, the last time that she and I saw each other, um, she did one for me, and I remember looking at the card and thinking I'm not really sure if I know what it means and um, it was something that I kept in my drawer and right after she passed um, I was going through some things and I took it out and I reread it yeah and it brought tears to my eyes it made complete and total sense because of a lot of the transition in my life over the last year yeah and it was very poignant it that it happened literally a few days after her passing. Oh, and so, yeah. yeah, it was, um, you know, and, and it kind of, you know, I, I felt like it was her way of just kind of tapping me on the shoulder a well, little bit. Oh, she was a great friend. Yes, she was. Yes. And she was very instrumental with a lot of great bands in oh, our yeah. music scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was we had completely opposite taste in music. <laughs> we, laugh, we used to laugh about that, you know. 
because mm-hmm. she'll say, oh, you'll hate these. Then. Yeah, okay, I know, but let's do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. she, yeah, I did a lot with her when she was working with Scott Fisher. Yeah. And uh, we collaborated on some shows and yeah. and stuff like that. And then yeah. he ran off to L.A., so. Yeah, yeah. I did Scott Fisher stuff for her when I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. I, mean, yeah. I didn't compromise myself. There's That's a way. Of, there's a way of putting things. Yes. Because you know, when I first started, way back, I guess it was 70, 72, right? Wow. I got hired to do to be the, the rock critic on a PBS show in in, in Baltimore, Maryland Public Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they thought all all hippies and black people knew about music. Mm-hmm. So I got hired as because I was sort of notorious you know, uh, uh, underground journalist then, I got hired to be the rock critic and a black guy got hired to be the classical music critic. And they started sending me out to like holiday inns. Oh, know, To wow. do like five guys in velour suits singing Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I would come back and go, Jesus Christ, this sucks. Now I'd write nasty things. about. And then all of a sudden, after, after a month or two of that, I went, wait a minute, this is bullshit. And so I never, you know, I stopped, I stopped, I didn't give up the gig, of course, but I just changed to go, I, if I really hated it, I, w- I wouldn't be mean, because, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I don't know, late 20s, Yeah. and I had the capacity to be mean. Oh, no. Uh, oh, me, yes, I did. <laughs> I still do, but I, 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 I have tempered it greatly after moving That's to the good. Northwest. That's good. Because uh, I don't have, I'm, I'm not in Baltimore anymore, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's a different story. And uh, uh, and I just would I would say well if you like this kind of, if you like this if you like this kind of music you'll like this mm-hmm. you know instead of saying these people suck they can't play their instruments don't ever come near them <laughs> you know <laughs> which is what I wanted to say you know? well uh, there's all kinds of music out there yeah, I mean yeah. and there's all kinds of level and different bands and. And things. I mean, it's and and some of it you you know you have to dig for, and yeah. you know some of it you stumble upon, and right. it's a nice surprise. Yes. And you know, um, I mean, I remember Trombone Shorty uh, when mm-hmm. he <laughs> the very first time he came to Blues Fest, he walked up to the boat and he's like, "I'm Troy. Is this where I'm supposed to be?" You know, <laughs> and I go, "I think so. Are you performing?" And you know, and and um, we were getting ready to, uh, you know check people in you know for a cruise and and stuff like that and um and then I remember getting little glimpses of him and yeah. now look at him now look at him I, I mean yeah. yeah and I mean and he's played with Lenny Kravitz and all these different people and he's had this really great career himself oh, yeah. and yeah. you know he's uh collaborated with Mark Broussard and he's a terrific and, guy yeah I've done interviews yeah. with him he's just fabulous Mm -hmm. yeah wonderful to talk to yeah I mean and so he's one of those people where I kind of just stumbled on him like just as he was kind of up and coming and really happy and glad I did Alan Stone's another one Uh um same thing you know just had no idea about him and Mm -hmm. and I was like wow this is interesting and you know really really talented people so oh you know we we've had writers uh, who wrote about music that I would never listen to for a second mm-hmm. nothing I would never even I wouldn't touch it I wouldn't I would I would run mm-hmm. if I had to listen to that stuff but you know that's, everybody deserves a, a moment mm-hmm. you know and, and if uh, if there's a, a writer who can write who likes that kind of stuff okay mm-hmm. we're fine mm-hmm. let's do it mm-hmm. you know 
Yeah, no, I mean, well, and there's definite tastes, I think, even amongst, you know, music critics. You know, oh, definitely, oh, yes. Yeah, it's, and yeah, some yeah, have an affinity yeah. for, you know, uh-huh. certain, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, categories of music. I mean, I remember David at the Oregoni- Oregonian yeah. and uh, did all, all the classical stuff, right. and that right. was his forte, and yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we had Marty, who focused on the pop culture, right. and you know, all of that type of stuff. Really smart guy and yes. very good at his craft. So yeah. When he when he when he quit and, and moved over to other to other beats, I thought to myself, Man, who would ever give up that gig? Mm-hmm. And now I think, Oh, I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> he was there Marty was there for a long, a long time. time. Long yeah. time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And uh you know, I I, I, now I understand completely now how you can say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he had, I mean, he had a big influence on the community. Oh, sure. And, sure. you know, what it, um, you know, kind of how it shaped itself mm-hmm. and, and, you know, connecting people. And now times have changed. You know, you've got more avenues on the internet right. and you've you have the direct connection with the fans and yeah. you know it's um it's changed but it's still yeah. important to have that piece you, you used to be able to make make a little bit of money writing for the oregonian mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> used to i don't know what that's like now but <laughs> it doesn't exist oh no when that's I, when not i good. first got to town mm-hmm. you know I, I started writing for the living section oh and yeah i thought oh my god I was. I remember that. So happy! It was. A, mm-hmm. It was a great section. Mark Wigginton was the editor, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It was a great section, mm-hmm. and I was thrilled to write for those guys. You know, and mm-hmm. and uh, and in those days, you could write an op-ed, get fifty bucks for an op-ed story. Mm-hmm. Fifty bucks. That's a Facebook post now. <laughs> it is. No, I get it. Yeah. I completely get it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. it? Is it? Is it um, more difficult to make money at what you do now than it was then? Um, it's different. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of the things that I'm looking at doing with my production company mm-hmm. is uh, wanting to do uh, seminars uh-huh. quarterly for uh, musicians and, and bands and things uh, to kind of talk about that. Because, uh, you know, it's important to take responsibility for your brand and for, you know, what you're putting out there to the public and and all that different stuff. And it's the same thing from a promoter and a producer. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, things have changed. And, you know, and and it's been interesting watching as, you know, time's gone on. And, And even from the ticketing standpoint, you know, when Ticket Tomato was first formed, there weren't a lot of ticketing companies out there. And now everyone kind of thinks that you can build a website and mm-hmm. you know do do ticketing and and it's not that simple i mean it's um the ticket tomato website is very complex it has many different facets that talk to each other you know it's it has a lot of different features and it's not something that you just go out and you know can build it's not a it's not a vanity site right. it's right. it's uh, an actual end user site and and so it's uh, you put a button on it and that button affects you know every little you know room you know on the site so to speak so so yeah I mean it's things have changed and um and you know from a ticketing standpoint things have gotten more competitive and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people interested in the market 
some of the bigger entities are, you know, losing, you know, some market share because some of us independents are, you know, taking over. Yeah. We're providing a service right. for people that, and you a know. a better deal. Yeah, because yeah. they can't, a smaller festival can't afford, you know, right. some of the costs associated with right. using some of the bigger entities. So, you know, we're, we're filling a space. So you, you have to, whether it's, you know, being a band, mm-hmm. having a production company, producing a, a, an event or a festival, or, uh, you know, having the ticketing piece, you you have to kind of take a look at it and understand that it's evolving and that things are different and shift and change and, you know, take into consideration how things used to be done and kind of, you know, move forward and, and try to blaze a new path and, and think globally and think, you know, to the future. And, and so that's something that I keep trying to do. I mean, one of the things that I've been fascinated by is, uh, the social media advertising. Mm -hmm. It's really kicking in where it's become acceptable now where people actually interact with the ads on Instagram Mm -hmm. and on Facebook and on Twitter. I've bought stuff off of Instagram you know, where I've clicked a link and, you know, gone to it and it's become more palatable for me as a user. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, and of course you have the whole fake news thing that you have to be careful of and stuff like that. But it's, so it's, it's being a conscious consumer, Mm -hmm. um, and not trying to fight the technology and Mm -hmm. the progression forward. Um, but keeping kind of a balance of it, you know, from a business perspective. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's different, but it, you, if, as long as you, you know, look at it that way Mm -hmm. and you're open, you can be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, if you try to hold on to the past and, you know, not let go of you know the fact that things are changing that's when you can kind of get yourself into trouble yeah. so well it's great to see you doing so well and you've come through your life changes thank you i appreciate it appreciate the support the future looks uh, bright Seems it to does be. yeah i'm ex- i'm really excited yeah. i'm excited to see where it goes and you know i love this community here and um anything i can do to help cultivate you know art and craft and music and Mm -hmm. and you know bring it to the people i'm there thanks for coming in thanks always nice to see you